How's it going? Going? How's it going? It's just rolling right along and off a cliff. I'm just vibing right now, man. Are you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, it's really funny you said that off a cliff thing, because on my Facebook memories, uh, like two days ago, the post I shared was, I'd like to cha-cha real smooth off a fucking cliff right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> cha-cha real smooth. right off the cliff um anyway that's becky and that is rachel and this is chardonnay and dna the most depressing podcast you'll ever hear (laughs) i mean you're not wrong no we're fun right Right? all right linda right That was very Linda Belcher-ish. It, oh, it, it kind of was. Oh, I love her. I love Linda <laughs> I do Belcher. Too. I do, too. What I a love- wholesome show. Just so good. So good. Um, we got a, a comment on our Instagram from another podcast about the Ned Kelly episode. Uh-huh. Um, the podcast was The Tales We Tell. Okay. Uh, and they just said Ned Kelly was amazing. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, so there's our little shout out for that podcast. Check them out. Um, we do follow them. It's a weekly podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. And their cover art's really cute too. Oh, everybody's favorite local lore. They unsolved they just, mysteries. They just pulled one, put one out about Bell Gunness, and I have been trying to do a story about Bell Gunness because. I fucking love that story. Um, with it, I just want to do a DNA angle though, and I just, you know, it's a little difficult. But I am I'm not familiar. Uh female serial killer. Okay. Uh those are always those are always yep. intense and yes, fascinating. And, and just a good old time. Yeah. Um eventually I'll do it and you'll learn all about her. Cool. Okay. So um all right, what's hit me with the icebreaker today? Okay, so it's not, like, we've probably touched on this in some way, but I would like to know your uh, your answer. Okay. If you could get inside the mind of real killer, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be a serial killer, but I want to know, like, the most heinous person that you would like to get inside the mind of, just to see, like, what what's going on in there. I mean, I have lots. This is hard. Right? Um, Albert Fish. Oh, Rachel, hold on. For sure. Uh, something funky is happening okay. with my audio. Can you please not? Okay. I want you to know that you said that and Funky Town started playing in my head and I funky almost town. started singing it, but I okay. didn't to save everyone. I just, yeah, I didn't, didn't want to. Okay, I'm good. To um, Terry should probably cut that little piece out and then come back in at like 340. Everyone would like miss your uh, rendition. Like, that's true. You can leave it in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so oh. Albert Fish. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ooh, one he's of them. a bad one. Is no wait a minute. Which one's Albert Fish? I get like uh okay. cannibal uh sadomasochist would push pins okay. like into his pelvis with himself um 
eight okay. children. Got it. I just, he's, I just want to know what a the really, fuck he's was going really on up there. One, yeah. Yeah, and most of mine are going to be more like historical ones. They're not going to be recent ones. Like it's like, I really would like to know what the fuck he was thinking. Like same with H. H. Holmes. Like I would like to know if it truly was just fucking insurance scams or if he liked to torture people. I just oh know? yeah, because you covered him. Hmm. So I'm okay. curious about that. Um. So those Albert those two Fish are pretty is a high really, up there. Really bad guy. He's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Who? You know who else though? Actually, a more recent mm. one. Yeah, Samuel Little. Yeah, because I just because he killed so many people and he had a photographic memory and like I just I don't know I think it'd be really terrifying to be mm-hmm. inside of his mind for a day just to like experience his thoughts and like why he yeah. did what he did and you know yeah that's that's a good one I, but so, Samuel but Little is kind of like the one the it, he's like Ted Bundy to me like yes very fascinating but it's also like if I hear about them too much I'm just like I never want to hear about that fucking guy again oh yeah and he's so prominently in the media recently you know what I mean so it's kind of kind of hard but i i don't know i just just because he's killed so many people i think it's just i just want to know why like what really yeah. truly drove him to it because he, he never really sex truly workers, know right? you know like a lot of sex workers yeah he targeted yeah. a lot of sex workers yeah uh mine would so, be ed dean you? in a second the one that made like okay. nipple belts and shit yes because i sure, just think sure. he is so uh like i don't even know how to explain it obviously a psychopath but it's just so strange to me like the the ornate like objects he would make out of human like flesh and bone dude creative man the bowl have you ever seen the skull Uh, isn't there like a is there a lamp or something yeah, there's a lamp made out of, is it or out of like a face? Yeah, some. I just, I just remember seeing the bowls oh, he geez. made out of human skulls, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" That's a very reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Ed Gein's I could see that nightmare. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, though. I'd, I'd want to be inside the mil- the mind of any killer if I had the opportunity. Like, if someone was like, hey, this is your only fucking option, I'd still be like, fuck yeah. yeah. It could be the, like, silliest one, and I'd still want to know. Like, I'd want to know the thoughts yeah. of what went on in their um, mind. Yeah, Ed Gein. I, I, I would like to know. I'm fascinated by Ted Bundy still because I believe that he killed, like, hundreds of women. And I think they've yeah, only found yeah. like uh, a percentage of of who he actually killed. Yeah, but like, how how, how could you like not vomit the entire time, like with like the necrophilia? Dude, stuff? what? I, I recently was I telling you? Yeah. I know I told Lauren about it, but I was recently listening to a. Did I told you about this? Right, like a Ted Bundy podcast. I talked about this last time. 
where I yes. found yeah. out all I this shit so. and I was mind blown because I did not realize that yeah. he was quite as deviant as he was. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah, so that was pretty gross. That's, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any um, uh, updates No, I, I'm going to check on a any Purvis Paint update, but I have not seen any, and I follow it pretty closely, but... Okay. All right, well, I've uh, done another Innocence nice. Project Those are some of my favorites. Um, which was sent to us by Ben Hall um, on Instagram. So thanks, Ben. Um, I told you you'd get credit. Yes, thanks, Ben. <laughs> for the case. Thanks so much. Uh, this is also a... Uh, for anybody else, if you send us an, an article or a case to cover... You will get a shout and we out. We will on cover the show. it because we don't like so to think really... of them ourselves. Yeah, so please, please send us uh, stories and thanks again, Ben, because this was very interesting um, and very sad. And no, no update so, on Purvis Pain uh, apart from that. the ones we've already shared. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. Okay. Well, let me let me uh, give you another one that okay. we don't really have an actual update on, but. Very interesting. So um, I just want to preface this by saying the information that's out there about like this case is either very heavily biased for him being guilty or heavily biased for him being innocent. There's nothing that's Mm -hmm. like not biased (laughs) that's out there. Um, And the information's pretty limited. Um, A lot of it's like really old news articles and stuff and like, you know. There isn't actually the Wikipedia page is lacking in so hmm, okay. much it's unbelievable. So, um, so I got some really weird sources, um, and it's kind of all over the place. But bear with me. So, on February ninth, nineteen ninety three, Deborah Reese was found dead in her home in Jacksonville, Arkansas. Reese was sexually assaulted and strangled. She had been struck approxim- approximately thirty six times with a tire thumper which is a tool that is used by truck drivers to check their tire pressure. Essentially, it's like a little bat. Um, Her husband was a truck driver and had given her the small bat as a way to protect herself while he was on the road. So it was her own tire thumper that she was murdered with. Uh, Really gruesome, obviously. You beat someone 36 times with a tire thumper. It's just like blood everywhere. Yes. Uh, an hour after the murder, Jacksonville police arrested Liddell Lee in connection with the murder. After witnesses claimed they saw him walking down the street that ha- Reese's house was on. They then claimed that a shoe imprint and the serial number of a hundred dollar bill that had been given to Deborah Reese was in his possession. And that would tie him mm. to the crime as well. After they arrested him, he was suddenly a suspect in other crimes because of DNA testing. He was accused of three sexual assaults and convicted of two, the 1991 rape of a Jacksonville woman and the 1990 rape of a Jacksonville teenager. He was also prosecuted for the November 1989 rape and murder of 22-year-old Christine Lewis, who was abducted from her home, raped, strangled, and killed. Her body was found in a closet in an abandoned building. He was tried for all of those crimes at the same time as Deborah Reese, but different hearings, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot going on at once. 
Um, and he was convicted of the two sexual assault charges because DNA was found from semen on the one woman's jeans and the teenager's body from medical examiners. Um, one of them was dropped and the murder was dropped as well. The facts around this case are really murky and I'm relying, like I said, on some really biased information from both sides. Um, so I'm going to try and cover what I can about the details of the crime scene and everything. Um, so on the, uh, like a, just shortly before Deborah Reese was murdered, she was on a call with her mom and she was saying that she was scared because a man she didn't know knocked on the door and asked for tools to fix his car. The eyewitnesses testified that they saw Lee on the day of Reese's murder, barging into Reese's home and then leaving in a suspicious manner, continually looking over his shoulder. Another witness testified that Lee had knocked on his door to ask for tools, which the neighbor loaned him and never got back. The neighbor proposed the idea in testimony that Lee was knocking on doors to scout whether there were women mm. home alone. So just want to point out and remind everyone that what we already know, eyewitness Garbage. testimony is shit. Garbage. You, you could not rely on it and we use it for so much shit um also the lineup that was given to the eyewitnesses was extremely biased um so just very not not a good not a good lineup and i'm pretty sure i cover that later but i just wanted to mention it in case i didn't um <clears throat> so the shoe print i mentioned earlier was a size 10 and a half converse that was found in her bedroom it matched a pair of shoes that Lee owned, which I'm sorry, who didn't fucking own a pair of Converse? Mm -hmm. um, and it happened to have two blood spots on it. The blood spots were so minimal that they couldn't be tested at the time. And there was also a hair strand, which they did not test. Okay. His original trials were yeah. so Yeah, and what, what year is this? Like, 1993. Okay. I mean, so, like, DNA, DNA is a thing. I mean, it's not as advanced as it is now, but, like... Yeah. I think that it was just such a small amount, such a small sample at the time. What about the hair, though? Yeah. The hair should have been tested. And I, I do talk about that. Um, they, they say something about, like, it was, like similar oh, to his mm, hair and mm -hmm. not, was it like you know, dark was it good... like dark brown <laughs> yeah 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 yep so just you know bullshit um <clears throat> but his trials were fucked so he had a public defender the public defender had a fucking substance abuse issue and was drunk during the entirety mm, of the good. trials so he had no he had such unfair representation <laughs> that's um, so messed up that just didn't do him any good mm -hmm. he was so drunk during one of the hearings that the prosecution actually asked for him to be drug tested because <laughs> he was slurring his words stumbling and making incoherent Wait. arguments yeah uh so there's point one uh point two the judge concealed that he was having an affair with the assistant prosecutor <sighs> on the, the case fuck out of here the, so the judge married, married her. her and had an affair with her? Oh. Yes. The judge married her after the affair. 
he later married her. So he was having an affair the entire time. So that should all be a mistrial then. You know. (laughs) Yes. Oh dear. Yep. Um so he did win a new hearing because of the lawyer's drunken state. Uh not even because (laughs) of the judge. But his next representation was just as fucking shitty. Uh, They never asked for DNA testing. They never really attempted to pursue his innocence. It was just more of a like, well, you're guilty kind of thing. Um, And this is a big one. They failed to bring up Mr. Lee's intellectual disabilities. He had fetal. Yeah. He had fetal alcohol syndrome, which is like Mm -hmm. really severe brain damage and a significant intellectual disability. They just failed him in every way to give him a fair trial. Um, and there's not much else to say about that. It was just yeah, a total the, fuck yeah, up from they the just, start. Uh, royally dis- disturbed him. <laughs> yeah. There is pretty much a whole article where he's quoted saying, like, there's no point at this point in fighting anything because uh, they think I'm guilty and That's so everything's sad. going wrong. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, he was convicted and sentenced to death. Um, he appealed his charges and maintained his innocence from the time of his arrest. Mm-hmm. He has never wavered about his innocence. Um, new counsel, actually decent counsel, sought help from the ACLU and the Innocence Project to get DNA testing mm-hmm. that could help exonerate him before his execution. But the state of Arkansas oh, cool. had different Good. plans. Yeah. Wait till you hear about this. And there may be some new cases we get out of this. On April 20th, 2017, after 24 years in prison, Liddell Lee was executed by lethal injection despite the emergency stay of execution that was filed by the ACLU oh my and God, the so he was Project. He was like, put to death? Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. He is dead. Oh, man. He died April 20th, 2017. Like, I wasn't familiar with this, so I did not know that. And that's just kind of like, was like a gut punch. Yeah, uh, it's really fucked up. Um, No one had been put to death in the state for over a decade due to an issue with midazolam, which is, I guess, a sedative Mm -hmm. used in lethal injection. And it had been tied to a botched execution what? in 2014. What? What happened? Oh my god! Don't know. What? Don't know. Yeah, I, but well, in I'm 2017, sorry, a botched execution. So that, yeah, there was nothing about it. It's just like saying that they had been put. Uh, they put the death penalty on hold for over a decade, and. Part of that was due to a botched execution. But what I'm just thinking is, like, if you have a botched execution, then that means that that the person just he probably died. woke up. Oh, okay. That just yeah. like really, really yep. threw me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the dates were weird with that because they said it was a decade, but that was in 2014, and he was executed in 2017. So I'm wondering if something happened before that. But again, the information on this case is all over the fucking place. So. Um, in 2017, Arkansas had a batch of midazolam that was set to expire. No. And instead of just fucking tossing it out, like they should have done, like decent fucking normal human beings, 
they decided to rush the executions as a necessity to use the drugs before they but went back. But weren't they already bad? Yes. Yeah, but I guess I, I saw some other article that like the guy who authorized this was like, well, I've seen enough evidence that it works and I don't but care. But one, one didn't work. So <laughs> but it was in a different state. You so have you didn't to care. care. <laughs> oh, wow. Beyond that, beyond that, the fact that you are putting an expiration date on some fucking medication uh, yeah. ahead of people's lives is absolutely fucking disgusting and everyone involved with it should be fucking charged with something i don't know what but they're dicks wow you cannot tell me that your fucking lethal injection medication is more important than proving that people might be fucking innocent oh my god like does that not make okay wait so where did the Bosch execution happen okay and this was arkansas oklahoma so dude in arkansas was just like well we got to get the most bang for our buck. What the fuck? That's exactly oh, wow. that's, what happened. Um, that's pretty bleak. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, in a forced frenzy of executions, Arkansas planned to kill eight people. And this was over the span of like a very short period of time. They had up to two scheduled a day. And four of them were stayed and four were executed. Yeah. Fucking That's like disgusting. a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, I didn't look into the other cases because I was pissed off enough about yeah, that's Mr. A Lee. Huge bummer. <laughs> but there are. And the fact that there was an emergency stay of execution because they had gotten the funding to do DNA testing and they <laughs> still pushed it through. It's super fucked up because you read the few articles that are out there and they really portrayed him as like this predator because of like a serial rapist because of the other two crimes. I don't know about the other two crimes. I'm not here to talk about the other two crimes. I'm just here to talk about the one that literally got this man killed and he could have been innocent for that Yes. And that's, it's just fucked. So four years later, as of May, I think this was very recent. Uh, May 10th okay. of this year. Oh, uh, like yesterday? New testing two days ago? Yes, like 2021. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. This was an article okay. from that recent. Uh, new testing has found DNA from an unknown man on the handle of the bloody tire. Yeah, no, uh, an unknown man Deborah. being one that didn't match Lee's DNA. Yes. And they don't have a, they, there's no match. Yeah, that's in the, the same fucking currently. thing with Purvis Payne. Almost like the parallels with those two are yeah. uh, like the intellectual disability. Thank God Purvis Payne is still alive. Yeah. Um, but, oh, wow. Yeah. That's okay. It's really fucked up. Um, the Innocence Project is still working on this case, despite the fact that Mr. Lee is no longer with us, as it's possible that an innocent man was put to death and he deserves justice for what he went through. Um, so they're still working on this. Plus, hopefully this kind of helps set a precedent for the future. Um, if DNA is not tested. People oh, my not God. I hope this family sues the living fuck out of those authorities. Truly, I do, but it's Arkansas, and they're probably not going to do jack shit. They're going to say, well, he was a serial rapist, so. 
anybody who lives in Arkansas probably hates us right now. I don't think we have any listeners in Arkansas. Maybe we do. If we do. Listen, as much as like rape is a terrible crime and like, and we we're not talking. No, we're not condoning this. We're not even talking about those, but still rape is not rape does not equals death. It's not death penalty. I was just listening to a podcast and the host was talking about a book. I think it's the Brian Stevenson one, um, Just Mercy. Um, And she was talking about how this author of that book, like, talks about how murder is the only thing that we feel is like an eye for an eye. Like, if someone robs us, we don't go and rob the person who robbed us. If someone, if some, and like, same with like sexual assault if someone's raped someone they don't get raped as a punishment like but murder it's like but oh murder, that you know that's, that's different it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense i just don't understand i i truly have never really understood the death penalty and don't get me wrong we all have cases where we go they deserve to die but it's that eye for an eye mentality and it's just hard to break out of that sometimes because you're yeah, so fucking angry. But guess what? What? Like that's why that's why we that that's why objective parties make these decisions, not people that yes. are that have like a exactly. personal um connection to the matter. Connection. Yeah, like exactly. that the world would be that it would be fucking chaos. It's <sighs> just really fucked up. So um, important things to note from the Innocent Project regarding this case. I'm just going to read down through the points that they have shared on their website regarding this. There is no physical evidence that directly connected Lee to Reese's murder. Like, the shoe mm-hmm. print, that, that's not, that's just not significant physical evidence. At Lee's trial, the prosecution's own experts admitted that the results of several of its forensic tests were ultimately inconclusive. Yet, the prosecution inflated the significance of its test results, leading to Lee's conviction. Today, due to scientific advancements, DNA and fingerprint testing can tell us far more than it could in the 90s. During Lee's trial... The state argued that hairs from the crime scene were microscopically consistent with Lee's hair based on visual examination conducted by its expert. But this forensic method has since been discredited. Only DNA testing can scientifically determine the actual. Oh, you're of hair. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh surprise, God, surprise. I hate, uh, I hate these people. Yeah. DNA evidence from the crime scene belonging to the killer has never been tested with modern technology. Modern DNA testing can now identify the actual source of the hair, scrapings from under Reese's fingernails, and other key evidence. Though DNA testing could have helped prove Lee's innocence and identify the actual perpetrator of the crime at no cost to the state, the court refused to hear any new evidence or allow DNA testing before executing Lee arguing that the request came too late. Yeah. The Innocence Project and the ACLU began to work on Lee's case after his execution date was set. With less than two weeks to investigate before Lee's scheduled execution, the organizations found serious flaws in the evidence used to convict him. Mm -hmm. Some of which I've mentioned. 
three leading forensic science experts, including forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Baden, footwear examination expert Alicia Wilcox, and eyewitness misidentification expert Dr. Jennifer, Jennifer Dissart, say that the evidence used to convict Lee at trial was seriously flawed. Their findings provide strong reason to believe Lee is innocent. Like, <sighs> that's really, really unfortunate. Like, where, where, like, I just want to know, like, where were all the people that are now saying that there were serious flaws with, like, the court proceedings? Like, where? They were from the ACLU and the Innocence Project. But, like, why didn't any of that come to light so before they... he was executed? Well, I, I think they only got involved two weeks before his execution okay. date. I'm not blaming them. Like, it's just, like, They got involved very late. Yeah. It's one of those things where you have to think about the Innocent Pro- Innocence Project and the ACLU and how overloaded yeah. they must be with cases. So they probably didn't realize, like, holy shit, this guy's going to get executed in two weeks. And then Arkansas right. had that frenzy to execute people. And they're like, fuck, we can't wait yeah, any longer it's, on this. It's not, they're you know? they're so, doing God's work. But it's just really unfortunate that, like, it's has to be, it's, like, so after the fact, like, that people are noticing yeah, these it tru- it glaring... Uh, you know, errors that happen during. And it's also absolute bullshit that Arkansas could just shut down any chance of him getting like, cause he had been trying before this to get the stuff DNA tested. He has been trying forever to get this tested and prove that he is, he was not guilty. And Arkansas is just like, Nope, mm-mm. we've proved beyond a reasonable doubt that you like, literally that is written somewhere by one of the, uh, one of the higher ups in government. I don't know if it was a judge or if like it was make, like that governor, makes me, but proof beyond a reasonable doubt. No, there is not proof beyond a reasonable doubt here. There are many reasonable doubts here. So, but he says that <laughs> there was proof beyond a reasonable doubt that he he committed the crimes, and he's happy they got a sexual predator oh off the streets and blah blah. blah okay, blah, but then we really just had one shit. as president for four years, so. Right. But that's a white mm-hmm. guy. That's, so. that's different. Right. That's just exactly. locker room talk. Yeah. Uh, fingerprints from key areas of the crime scene were determined not to be Liddell Lee's <laughs> and to this day have wow. never been identified. None of Lee's lawyers ever had the crime scene fingerprints independently examined. Yeah, they were too drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it turns out that there were at least five fingerprints eligible to be searched in the National Automated Fingerprint Identification System database, which could identify the source in a matter of hours. Oh, that just makes me ill. Mm-hmm. Lee's post-conviction lawyer was living with a substance use disorder and was admittedly intoxicated during several of Lee's hearings and struggled to present a defense and to adequately introduce and argue evidence of Lee's innocence. Due to his overwhelming workload, his lawyer attempted to withdraw from Lee's case, but was denied. He also requested support, repeatedly moving to have co-counsel appointed, but was again denied. He supports our continued investigation into Lee's case and has urged the courts to allow the testing. So at least he's doing something since he fucked up the beginning. And yes, I realize he had a substance use disorder. 
he was addicted to alcohol and was very overwhelmed, but he apparently did try and get help because he couldn't handle a case. And the state was just like, ah, eh, fuck it. You're the That's appointed really one. That's really sad. So now he's actually trying to like that's, support the cause. Oh, that's really sad. But like, what? I wonder why he couldn't have just like, g- like given it, given up the case. Like, I wonder what would have happened if he was just like, I, re- I am not working this case. He probably would have gotten oh, well, fired. And, guess you what? Know, like at that, that point, that would have been better. I know. Oh, for sure. But to a man who's suffering from substance abuse issues and can't think clearly, that's not exactly, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about the, his, his moral compass was not pointing. Well, he clearly knew enough to like try to seek out help, but then just, I mean. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. I know. It's fucked up. And I'm not, I'm not trying to like say he's not without fault. He absolutely is. But at the same time. There's just, there's so much more fucked up shit with this case that just didn't fucking go right to, mm. you know? So Lee had two trials. The first resulted in a hung jury after the jury heard from numerous alibi witnesses whose testimony suggested he could not have committed the crime. However, at his second trial, the defense inexplicably called no alibi witnesses. He was convicted and sentenced to death in the second trial. So they didn't present all of the evidence. I also read another article that said that Lee was a neighbor in the area. So it wasn't uncommon for him to be on the street. He's allowed so to do whatever the fuck so he much wants. Shit here. <laughs> right. Like, I don't understand why they targeted him. Because of I the past that. charges. If, you know, if he had, just, I don't know if he had. A- yeah. Well, no, that didn't come out until after no. he was arrested. They didn't have DNA on him until after he was arrested for this crime. So then he was charged with those because DNA linked him to those. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So he didn't have a criminal was record. It, it was, was he black? You know, it was. Okay, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. So that's why he was a strange black man walking down the street. That was uncommon. You know, so originally I had written because I hadn't found all of the documentation. My understanding was they didn't have anything that linked him to it. I didn't know about the eyewitness mm-hmm. testimony when I started writing this. And it it seemed like they had literally just targeted a black oh, guy. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was the case. Not at all. Not at all. So um, research shows that for about every eight people executed in the United States, one person on death row has been exonerated and released. And that comes from the nonpartisan death penalty. But then think of all the ones that, like this guy, never got a fair shake. So I mean, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't it stand to reason that if one out of eight, I I don't know, I don't know if that math checks out. If one out of eight people on death row is exonerated, does that mean one out of eight executed people could have been? Yeah, could have been too. Yeah. Yep. So that number is totally off because you're not taking into account the people who are probably innocent right. and put to death. But um, this is a really weird connection. Damien Eccles, an ex-death row inmate in Arkansas, said he shared a prison cell next to Lee for two years. Eccles was one of the West Memphis Get Lee. the fuck out of here. So, yeah, three teenagers convicted in the murders of three young boys in 1993. 
uh, and that was a case that drew national attention because the teens fought to clear their names. He was released in 2011 because of new DNA evidence. Wow. And he said that Lee never stopped proclaiming his innocence in the death of Deborah Reese and that he was really hopeful that he would not die because of That's it. That's just like heart wrenching. Uh, and this is. Book. This is a quote from Eccles. He really did believe that somehow, some way, this information was going to come out before mm. it got to this point. I believe the state would have murdered me and swept it under the rug, and it would have been business as usual. Mm. So, really fucked up. Uh, since 1973, more than 1,500 people on death row have been executed, while at least 185 people awaiting execution have been exonerated and freed according to the Death Penalty Information Center. Uh, and then a circuit judge has come out talking about this case. Uh, circuit Judge Wendell Griffin of Pulaski County, Arkansas, which is mm-hmm. where the crime happened. Uh, Griffin is unfortunately planning to retire next year, but he's been really outspoken about his objection to the death penalty. And um, the state Supreme Court actually prohibited him in 2017 from handling execution cases after he blocked Arkansas from using a lethal injection drug on the same day he attended an anti-death oh, penalty so rally. For him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they accused him of oh, judicial misconduct. Sake. Oh my, yeah. I hate the um, And here's the quote from Griffin. If Lee's case could show anything, it is that the effort to bring closure and justice to victims is not compatible with a system that can put the wrong person to death without consequences. There's nothing just about a system that allows that possibility of error, and you can't create closure by killing somebody who factually may not have been responsible for murder. Liddell Lee was crying out for the evidence to be tested, and that didn't happen Mm. before he was killed. So, um, And then here's something really fucking sad. Um... Not that this whole thing hasn't been sad, but um, Lee's attorney, Lee Short, (laughs) wrote a statement on the day of his death detailing the day he spent with his client and how he spent his last moments. I'm going to read that now. (laughs) I first want to say how truly thankful I am for the level of personal support I've received during these trying times from friends, defense, and prosecuting attorneys, judges, bailiffs, ADC employees, former teachers, clerks, and others who sympathize with the difficulty of the situation, regardless of personal beliefs. I can't even begin to name all the names, nor do I even know them all. Second, the news correctly indicated that Liddell chose not to make a statement in the execution chamber. However, he said and did plenty in the hours leading up to it. From 4.30 p.m. until 5 p.m., I briefed him on the legal issues at the various courts. From 5 to 6.15, I listened to him make phone calls to his family members, mother, brothers, and daughters, telling them to stay strong and that he would see them again one day. From 6.15 to 6.30, he prayed with the chaplain he has known and loved for over 20 years. That chaplain remained by his Mm. side throughout the evening. They continually reassured one another that because they were gathered in the name of the Father, he was there. At 6.30, he frantically began dividing his belongings, which fit in a cardboard box. He gave his potato chips to Stacy Johnson, who continued to say uplifting messages to Liddell throughout the night. 
Liddell willed away his property, which included saltines, cups, and even his condiments. That moment, that moment was more than I could take. As tears rolled down my cheeks, there was a friendly face who offered me a Dr. Pepper and said no more. For the next few hours, we talked about everything under the sun. Music, TV, his nicknames, Skip, and other death row inmates he enjoyed the company of. Once the mood became optimistic after, se- after several stays from various courts, we watched Don Scott, two and a half men, and two broke girls. We laughed all the way through. Ultimately, at about 11.20 when things changed, I was immediately moved out of the, ro- moved out of the room without a chance to say goodbye. Rest in peace, Liddell. I pray for your family today, tomorrow, and the future. <sighs> so fucked up. <laughs> like, just imagining him giving mm. away his things. It's, it's just it's so like heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it's awful. And that his things were yeah. condiments. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, yeah, it's just really fucked up. I just thought it was really important to read, you know, how he spent his last moments. But um, that was a really short case. And I'm sorry, but I wanted to cover it because I just think it's super important. Um, yeah, that uh, quite frankly fucked me up big time. I'm gonna go drink a yeah, bottle sorry. of wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I have no update because this information oh just came God. out like I two hope, days ago. I hope so. That all of the parties responsible get flicked in the balls so hard that they yeah cry like little tiny girls it's just it's just my heart breaks for this whole case like regardless of whether or not he committed any other crimes you know it's just it's he deserved a and fair he didn't trial get it and, and he, he got killed for one. it like, that's yeah. and this is what we're so fucking fearful yes. of with purvis pain too can we not fucking repeat this? Can we fucking stop? Oh my god. I Yeah, that's oh. it's just like that's a nightmare. That is an actual yeah. nightmare. That is the worst case scenario. It's there's there was a quote from Liddell that said, It's like I'm living in the Twilight Zone. I'm in a yes, nightmare. It, I can't that wake is up the from. worst case scenario that you yeah. would that someone would be sentenced to death and then not even long after what four it was 2017 right when like four years later yeah. four years later because you you were so worried about your fucking medication that was going to expire rather than someone's life that's me calling you out I arkansas, punch you get arkansas on the dick yeah it's bullshit absolutely bullshit okay. let me give you my sources though uh kark.com I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. Washington Post, Innocence Project, Arkansas Online, uh, Wikipedia, NBC News, WKYC, and DeathPenaltyInfo.org. Okay. Mm. Big Seriously, fuck you to Arkansas. Uh, I'm, uh, I have, I just have no words. Like, I... yeah, there's, it's one of those things where there's nothing to say it's except so, it's, it's bullshit. So the whole thing's bullshit. And it's fucked up because beyond the fact, like, like, listen, it is a very big deal that a potentially innocent man lost his life. But the courts made 
this woman's family think that he was the killer. Like her son is recorded as saying something like that kind of evil doesn't deserve to be on the streets. Like you don't truly know if this Mm -hmm. man killed your mom and you didn't get justice for your mom. Because there was no fair trial right, to that, get justice that for your dude, mom. It's, and it's we likely, still don't know. I would, I would say <laughs> it's more than likely that that dude that uh, killed your mom is still out there. So it's like, no, just because exactly. you put someone exactly. away doesn't mean that, that... It doesn't mean that you got the result that you really wanted. <laughs> and which should... Yeah. You just, yeah, you got that's a all you got. Like, what you got. No, you've been robbed as well, is kind of what I'm trying to say. He has been robbed of justice for his Well, everyone that was a part of this wrongful conviction and wrongful death, especially, they are all going to fucking answer for it. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but they're going to fucking answer for it. Because it's literally blood on their hands. Uh, Yeah. 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 That was so there's super your depressing story depressing. for the day. Thanks, God Ben. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually am really thankful because I didn't know what I was going to do a story on, and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is I, I recent really and just, great." Like, I did not like, expect that he'd be that he would have already been killed. I didn't that that fucked me up. I was just like, "What?" I was like, "Wait a minute." So it. The fact that he had been killed didn't fuck me up. Like, I was sad about it. Don't get me wrong. What fucked me up was that he over was the, killed over, over the sedative, fucking expiring yeah. medication. Yeah. yeah. Like, if he had done all these appeals, blah, 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 and it wasn't, like, rushed, it still would have sucked. Don't get me wrong. It's not okay. A potentially innocent man lost his life. But the fact that you valued medicine more than a human life yeah if that son of a bitch who like who realized that that medicine was coming expired if he would have just gotten hit by a bus that day like that wouldn't have happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like i think that's what's so unfortunate about it is like if that just it like butterfly effect if just something that day that it was discovered that these medications like if one day would have passed and they would have discovered it after the expiration date or whatever that's I think that's what's so infuriating is that it's yeah. just that little detail, that one little that one detail thing had been different. This all could have been different. Yep. So there's <sighs> well I've gotta say fuck you <laughs> to Rachel. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. No, it's a, it's important. I mean, no problem. It's very important in the Innocence Project is um that they're they're the the man or the the yeah the folks you're yeah. the person they yeah. do the lord's work so he's very good well you know what let me change the subject yeah please do because i'm like standing i'm just, just staring into at my the computer really distance. upset now <laughs> um well after so after we recorded yeah. last week i realized that i had um, something I, I wanted to share because it's adorable. So then me and Rachel sat on here post recording and talked about it for five minutes. Uh, it's our boy, yes. our boy Belaris. Is that his name? Belar? Yeah, Belaris. Yes. Um, I'm pretty so sure. Yeah. You can follow Belaris at my underscore boy underscore Belaris, B E L A R U S. He is the most 
precious angel baby I've ever seen. He's a cross-eyed cat. And I love him. I love him so much. He gives me so much joy. He's very, very he's precious. He's literally, cro- like, sometimes lot. he's just cross-eyed, but sometimes he's, like, googly-eyed, where, like, one of his pupils is, like, shooting upward while the other is, like, down. <laughs> yeah, He's yes. just such, he's the yes. cutest derp you've ever seen. I, I love him. You will love him. If you love Winky even a oh little bit, you'll love him too. Fucking Bolaris, man. He is adorable. So good. There's such such oh, quality. quality quality pussy right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. That's <laughs> I can't. Um, all right, so my my padded room is more of a gauge of interest okay. than anything. Um, I can potentially make shirts available for purchase on Teespring that do say, indeed, the, the saying that I have been looking for for months, I suck the Mothman's <laughs> dick in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, they will have the show mentioned somewhere on the shirt, uh, and I will get some cool Mothman uh Oh no, we're gonna on be on bitch. Facebook shirts. But, we're gonna be on that. <laughs> but you know what? I would be happy to be on Facebook shirts for that one because it's the, the it's one quality. I sent you where it's vaccinated and ready to fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I fucking that was so good. I'd wear that shirt. I'd wear that shirt every I love I love shirts like that when you wear them in like a stupid ironic way. Ready to fuck. Not like in a serious way. <laughs> Vaccinated and ready to fuck is the That's fucking an anthem. That's theme a 2021 anthem. Yes, that is our slogan. Slogan. Sure. Yeah. Slogan? Motto. Why does it not sound slogan? right? You know what? My mm-hmm. brain thought I was oh, trying to say logo, right. and it wasn't right. So I started to say slogan, and it almost came out slogan. And I was like, "That's not right either." And I don't know if you could hear the window shutdown noise that just happened inside of my head, but that's what happened. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, that's not a word. Um, but yeah, so there is the potential for me to make those shirts because I just, I genuinely need one for myself. Um, so that might be out there. Um, potentially maybe a, um, I gave a hand job for Bigfoot <laughs> as well. oh my oh my god my favorite my favorite like shirts on um our one of our favorite uh instagrams facebook shirts uh are the ones that just say like all women are created equal but the sexiest work at kfc like what and then this one god found some of the strongest women and made them gas station attendant but it's it's not even <laughs> and it's not even there's no s at the end of attendant it's just it's just attendant and made them gas station attendant <laughs> have you seen on my on my wish group someone posted a wish shirt that says nirvana and it's a picture of a yes. <laughs> Yes. And then they, 
<laughs> and there's another one that's supposed to be for the movie Aliens. <laughs> but it says Alan. And it says... <laughs> It says, in space, no one can no, hear in you space, in space no one can hear. over and over. <laughs> oh, I just found, I think I might have sent you this one because it's so ridiculous. You can't scare me. I'm a gay. I was born in January. Oh, yeah. And I have depression. <laughs> we, yeah, we we talked about that because I was cracking up because I was like, that is a first and oh, last shit, name. Oh, shit, I already, but it I already tell, sounds talk like about this fucking... on the podcast? Fuck. No, no, oh, no. Okay. You and I talked about it. And I was like, it almost sounds like it's trying to be derogatory, but it is a first and a last name. And then I, we were talking about whose first name is gay. And I said the girl I, on Letterkenny. I'm a gay. Her first name is gay. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. I just, I <laughs> oh love fucked God. up t-shirts like this that. Is- I truly do. What? What? <laughs> this has to be the what? name of the episode or I will be pissed dubstep ruined my vagina (laughs) (laughs) what why (laughs) i don't know if that means she went to a bunch of like fucking raves and got like pounded pounded and pregnant or did you just put the speaker up in there and let it it go I don't know. It's there's so many there's so many questions. I have about so it. many like, questions. That's what makes it a truly great shirt. <laughs> Dubstep ruined my vagina. Oh my god! Uh, all right, well that's, that's the show. The show, guys, gals, and non-binary <laughs> pals. Don't forget, Dubstep ruined my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>